Hello, my name is Nicole Van Gelder, and I want to welcome you to Choosing Happily Ever After, a podcast that focuses on values and practical tools that help us have peace, joy, and confidence so that we can create our own happy homes and lives. No fairy godmothers required. Hello, and thank you for joining me today. Merry Christmas season. December is here, and though there is no snow on the ground, at least not as I'm recording this, my heart is being transformed into winter wonderland. (laughs) Not because it's getting cold like the Grinches either, (laughs) but because our house has been transformed with our Christmas tree and lights and to get in the spirit here. And it is bringing great joy. So I hope that you are getting in the spirit as well. I had to be reminded to slow down, to savor the moment, to make room for a special moment with my family because Christmas will be here before we know it and I don't want to miss it. I feel like there are so many years where I'm looking forward to the holidays and then when they finally come, I feel like I miss everything. Everything's just such a blur because things get so busy and I don't pause to make room for it. So I don't know where you're at this year. I don't know if you are already full of Christmas cheer or if you are maybe struggling this year because this season is a season of grieving or just struggle. But I am praying that this holiday season will be one of peace, of encounter with the Lord, and of wonder. This is actually going to be my last podcast of the year. And I want to thank you for being with me on this journey. It means a lot to me that you would take your time to listen to what I have to say. And I hope that somewhere there was something that encouraged you or was helpful to you. And I want to thank those of you that have reached out to me because it's a special thing to be able to be a part of your journey. And I feel honored and I don't take that lightly. So thank you. I also want to let you guys know that I'm going to change things up a little bit in the new year. And so after the holidays are over, I ask for you to tune back in because we're going to keep going on the journey, but I'm going to tweak it just a little bit so that hopefully we can be a little more intentional on what the journey looks like. And I'm excited about that because I believe that this next year is full of potential and promise. I know that no matter what happens externally in our circumstances, that internally we can move forward in peace, that there can be a heavenly glory that actually exists within us and grows and as it grows within us that it actually impacts the world externally too and I'm convinced that the more we connect with heaven and the more we become aware of nearness of the heavenly reality of eternity that the more we begin to live in our true purpose which really is a heavenly one and not an earthly one so I invite you to tune back in in the new year and find out more about what this is going to be. But I do have something to share today. It's not the podcast I was originally going to record, but as I was preparing to start recording, actually, I just had one of those nudges in my heart, like, nope, lay this aside, this message, (laughs) another one I was going to share is for another time. So we're going to actually talk about Christmas today. And 
I am going to share with you one of my personal heroes, which you've probably heard me share about before if you've ever been around me at Christmas time. But I'm hoping it's a word that will bring great encouragement and peace to your heart now in this season, but also in the future too. So I'm going to pray and then I'm going to share something with you. So Father, I just thank you for this season, for the beauty of Christmas. And Lord, each person that's listening and even those that aren't, Father, I just ask that you would let this, the peace of Christmas, the rule of heaven, that you would let it invade our hearts and our lives so that we would be at peace, that this season really would be one of great wonder, that we would be in awe of you, that we would be in awe of the miracle of Christmas, that it didn't end (laughs) that first Christmas, but that it's something that has continued forward to this day and that it just grows more beautiful and amazing and more awe-inspiring as time passes. And so, so Father, I ask that you would help us to treasure the beauty of Jesus today, this season, and always, and that it would transform our lives and that in turn that we would transform the lives of people around us so that that you would be glorified this season and always. So, Father, just bring encouragement and blessing to each person that's listening. And I ask especially for those that are in a time of grief or struggle, that are not feeling the cheer and joy of Christmas, Lord, that you would bring healing to their hearts right now, that you would be bringing hope into their lives, that where there was mourning, that there would be joy that there would be healing, and that there would be a renewed wonder and awe at your kindness and goodness. Thank you, Father. Amen. All right, so the story of Christmas is familiar to most of us. I'm going to read part of it. I'm going to start reading in Luke, and I'm starting in chapter 1, verse 26, and it says this. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. All right, so Mary is engaged to be married. She is not yet married. And the angel comes to her. And there's so much about Mary that I admire, you know. But 
it becomes apparent when you read her story is that she was a thoughtful person, that when things were said that they didn't just drop to the ground. But even in this, you know, it says she was perplexed when the angel greeted her initially. You know, it says she was very perplexed at the statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this is. So to ponder, it means to throw things together, to bring things together in one's mind, to fight with, (laughs) you know, so it's like this picture of like a mental struggle that you're not just letting something fall, but that you're trying to have it make sense to bring it to a cohesive thought to have understanding of it. And so when the angel's greeting her, she's not just letting it fall to the ground or not just letting it go by her, but she's trying to, you know, process what it is that he's saying and what it means. And and that just is inspiring to me. <laughs> you know, because so often I feel like I don't do that. That, you know, there's a a great thing to just the simpleness of faith of going, okay, like, I'm just going to take your word for it. And I don't need to understand. But there's something also to thoughtfully grabbing hold of what the Lord says. And so I feel like because Mary did that, that may be at least partly why she was actually chosen. But the Lord gives her this great promise, but also a very troubling and perplexing one. And if you can imagine the situation that she would have found herself in, if you can try to imagine putting yourself in her shoes, that would have been, you know, quite a glorious and yet terrible reality to find yourself in, right? After this, Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. John is having his own encounter. And then we're going to skip all of that, though, and we're going to go to Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 1, and it says, Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabitants on the earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child, and all who heard it wondered at the things which were told by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. 
And the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as had been told to them. All right, Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. To treasure them means that she was keeping them close, that she was preserving them, and she was keeping them safe. And we already talked about how pondering is to bring something together in your mind that there's like a fight (laughs) that can be associated with it. So she's treasuring them. She is keeping them close. She's preserving them. She's not forgetting, but she's treasuring them and she's processing them and letting, trying to let understanding come. And I'm not going to read any (laughs) more out of the scripture today, but you know, when you think about Mary, what a journey it would have been. Like, I can only imagine what it would have been like. Nobody except for her could possibly know. To have a son like Jesus, the wonder and amazingness of all of it, and yet the terribleness of it too, of having a son that is your son, but not your son, that is born for the purpose that he's born for. You know, Mary is there when Jesus is crucified. We know this because scripture tells us that she was there. I cannot even imagine enduring something like that. Like I can't even imagine. Mary would certainly have needed to be treasuring the things that she sees along the way of her journey. She would need to not forget. She would need to ponder them because that would be what would keep her going. That would be what would keep the wonder and awe and majesty of it in her heart and in her life. You know, the name Mary is an interesting one, and the meaning of it is not known for certain, but there are several theories, including sea of bitterness and rebelliousness. Another theory is wished for child. However, it is also believed to most likely originally come from an Egyptian name, perhaps derived in part from a word that meant beloved or a word that meant love. Now, I think this is fascinating. You know, the name Mary and Miriam, they're the same. They're from the same origin. Moses' sister, Miriam, if you're familiar with that story at all, she is remembered (laughs) for many things. She sings a glorious song, but also she's remembered probably primarily, unfortunately, for a couple of things that aren't so good. I mean, one, I guess, would be watching for her brother and then going back and getting her mom when Moses is discovered in the water. But then as an adult, when she is struck with leprosy because of her rebelliousness towards her brother Moses, as the Israelites are in the wilderness, she is healed. And that's not the end of her. But It's interesting to me because that name, I think, well, is that why people think it means rebelliousness (laughs) or sea of bitterness? Because she was bitter that Moses was given a, a higher authority, more honor than she was, right? So that's not the point, obviously, of today's story. But it's interesting to me that the name Mary can mean bitterness, rebelliousness, or wished for child, beloved, love. And I don't think that's an accident when you ponder the story of Mary in terms of Jesus's mother, because her life could have been an excuse for rebelliousness. Her life could have been an excuse for bitterness. She had reason, even though, you know, we look back and, you know, there are whole cultures of people that are enthralled with the Virgin Mary and have made her almost a God herself, which is not the view that I hold, that we hold. But 
certainly <laughs> she is in this amazing and honored place. And as one of our part of our family is one of those that is a part of the cloud of witnesses, like that's an amazing thing. So Mary's life was such an amazing thing. And she was given this amazing gift, but how much trial and testing and heartache would have gone with it. She could have easily become bitter, especially as she navigates the later years alone. You know, Joseph seems to have been one who passed away early as he fades from mention in the Bible. And so here she is, and she's having to undergo this journey and possibly do it alone for a large chunk of it. And it would have been easy. It would have been understandable. It would have been justified even for her to become bitter, for her to have rebelliousness. And instead, she pondered and treasured. Instead, she stayed with Jesus to the end. Instead, John and Mary get to be connected. And John is the apostle of love. There is so much about Mary that is inspiring. And so I want to encourage you right now, wherever you're at, to stop and to be filled with wonder in this season. So that as your journey continues, you have the stores of wonder in your heart. That the things that the Lord's done, that the things that you know about him, even if you don't feel like you've experienced them all firsthand, that you you drink in the stories about the goodness of God, about the reality of who he is, about the wonder of Christmas, and that you treasure and ponder those things, that you keep them safe, that you keep them close, don't forget them, but that you actually contend to understand and make them a reality in your life. As you do that, you're going to be amazed at the peace and joy that fills your heart and your life. That as you go on the journey, that even when it looks different, because surely it will look different than what you expect, (laughs) the world will not bend to your will or desire, and the Lord's ways are bigger than yours. And so surely your journey is not going to be entirely predictable, but that is a good thing because the end result will be so much better than what you could have imagined. The journey that Mary, you know, was in was not one that she created on her own. You know, it wasn't the dream of her heart when she was young. It was the journey that her life took, though. And I'm convinced that she was able to stay beloved and in a loving, connected relationship with the people around her, but also with the Lord himself because of how she positioned herself and because she treasured and pondered the journey as it happened and the things that the Lord said to her and the things that she saw him do. And so may you be filled with awe as you begin to treasure and ponder and may that keep you going in the journey ahead, whatever it looks like, because you will be convinced and know without a shadow of a doubt that God's ways in the end will prevail that they will be better than what you think or what you imagine, that in the midst of everything that there can be joy. And I don't say this predicting gloom. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. I'm just trying to encourage you to make sure that your heart is open, that you're storing and treasuring and pondering the things of the Lord in it. Because then as your journey unfolds, 
You won't miss any of the glory of it. You'll be able to take it all in and there will be peace and there will be a glory that will cover everything. So (laughs) bless you this season. May the Lord be close to you. May your eyes be filled with light and your heart with wonder. May this be a season of great joy for you and those you love. And may you go into the new year ready for new things, ready to go to new places with the Lord, but prepared with a heart filled full of awe and wonder at who he is, what he said, and what he's done. Bless you guys. Merry, merry, merry Christmas and happiest of New Year's to you. And always in the meantime, you can find me on social media by searching for Nicole Van Gelder, The House. But really just bless you wherever you're at. I hope that this encourages you, (laughs) maybe slightly convicts you if you are being encouraged to wake up, but mostly encourages you that there are precious things in this season and there is a reason to stay engaged and to stay awake and to be a part of what the Lord is going to do. Blessings to you.